We absolutely love Drink Arepa here at Keegan & Company. Not only is this a brain performance drink, but it was designed and tested by neuroscientists in New Zealand made from all natural ingredients. When I was playing professional footy, I was constantly looking for ways to be better physically and mentally. Now, podcasting, study and work, I focus on training, good quality food and sleep, where I prioritise having a bottle of a repper when I want to be switched on mentally. Gives me mental clarity and I just feel like I'm on. Head to drinkatrepper.com and use the bespoke code Keegan25 for 25% discount. That's Keegan25 at drinkarepa.com. Welcome back to the Keegan and Company podcast. For those who are new to the show, my name is Keegan Hipgrave. And if you haven't already, could I get you to jump over, give us a little like and subscribe. It's a great way for us to grow the podcast and have some pretty incredible guests like I have on today. Uh, In this episode, I'm joined by one of the greats, uh, grand final winner for the Collywood Mad Pies, Braden Maynard. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to be here. um, Yeah, I feel like like potties, sorry to go so quickly, but I feel like potties are taken off and um, this is generally one of the ones that um, it's a pleasure to be on. So, yeah. Thank well, brother, you. mate, thank you. I'm, I'm pumped to have you on, especially like after the last crazy couple of months you've yeah, had, yeah, mate. You've, yeah. you've been winning grand finals. You've been traveling. You had a little shoulder up. You came in this morning with a big shoulder brace, but we're going to yeah. settle in here for a little bit. So we took it off. How are yep, you feeling? Absolutely. I, um, I feel good. I feel great. I mean, it was, it's been a bit of a whirlwind sort of last couple of months. It's gone really quickly. Um, tried to live in the moment and did live in the moment, but uh, you snap your fingers and it's all sort of finished now. We're back pre-season on the 4th of December and um, it's very exciting to be back and get back with the boys. But um, yeah, I've had a lot on sort of celebrations from the grand final into um, B&F, into going away with the missus for sort of a month in Italy, traveling Italy, and then sort of got back, had about a week where I could see mates and do my own thing and then, yeah, pretty much went into surgery. So I've been um, all different sort of highs and lows of the off season, but yeah. um, it's been great. It's a full roller coaster. I do want to touch on the grand final and I do want to touch on the trip away, but how was the shoulder? What did you get done? Yeah, so the shoulder's going well. It's um, it's not as bad because I got my left one done last year and I was in this uh, big – I've got the brace here. It's like this big, big bloody <laughs> big bionic blade, arm thing. Yeah, like It's a, it's a full blade. body brace. So I had it done last year on my left side, um, which was actually turned out to be a lot worse than my right side. So my right side hasn't been as bad. Yeah. Um, but it's still, it's still, yeah, pretty tough to sort of put that on and off. Yeah. Um, I'm supposed to have it on all the time, but as I'm sitting in this chair, it's pretty comfortable and, yeah. um, yeah, pretty safe. So yeah, it's uh, going well. What'd you get done? Full Rico? Yeah. So I just got the posterior labral sort of ligament or whatever it yeah. is out the back. I just had, had a tear and they pretty much had to put it back together and, um, I mean, I've got, I've got shoulders like my old man, like yeah. I inherited his shoulders and, um. Yeah, he had dodgy shoulders back in the day, and they're just sort of loose all the time. So yeah. just to get them, put them back together, and um, they're feeling great. They're feeling great. Did you get the nerve block? Did you get the nerve block after or before you did the operation? Uh, or did you get I'm, like, not, I'm not too sure. I had because I, I had the same. I had shoulders. I had a shoulder yeah. rico and a bicep reattachment, and um, they they put like a nerve block in your. I think it's in your back, so you don't feel anything. Like, and so yeah, I no. I woke up. I had mine in the afternoon. Woke up, I think maybe that night. I was like, I feel good. I was like, is this it? I was like, this yeah. is fine. And the nurse is like, yeah, it's just the nerve block. The like, nerve wait, block. wait till it, wait till it wears off. Oh wow! And then 
I woke up at maybe like three in the morning in yeah. so, so much, much pain. pain. It just like, it all just hits you at once. Yeah. I remember I think I had a younger nurse and I was like, oh, look, I'm in so much pain. Mm. Like, can I get a little bit of like, I don't know, like endo or like a little yeah. bit of like painkillers? She's like, oh, you're not really meant to have any for the next couple hours. Like you're like two or three oh, hours away. Yeah. And I was like, far out. And then um, got to the point where I couldn't stand it. And I was like, said to a senior nurse, I was like, surely I can have something now. She's like, oh yeah, you you would do like an hour yeah, ago. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> far out. Like give me a little bit I more. Feel, I feel like it just sort of blocks the pain away for a couple of hours and then you're back to 100%. square one. Yeah. So Was there a time that it happened? Like, did you land on it when you were playing this um, year or is it just something that's been carrying on for yeah, a little bit? Yeah, I've had bit? a few episodes the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, left and right. So I got the left done sort of played this year out with my right, had a few episodes more, and then I said we're probably going to have to look look more into this. Yeah. Um, I've got hypermobile shoulders, so my shoulders slip in and out really easily. Um, it's just how much like force is done with it depends on um, the damage that I do to it. So yeah. they just pop in and out, but how much it stretches the ligament and all the muscles around it depends on yeah, sort of the force and how hard I get it um, or how hard I do it. So... Uh, yeah, it's not enjoyable for whoever's had a shoulder. They'll understand, yeah. but for whoever hasn't, I don't think you realize how uncomfortable and painful it is. Yeah. Like just from what, um, drying yourself out of the shower, um, uh, I shouldn't say this, but it's the little things like being on the toilet, wiping your ass, just the little things like you don't realize how much you just use your sort of muscles and until you get surgery on them. So. Yeah, do you, crazy. you strap yours because you strap yours pretty heavily. Yeah. How do you go? Because in footy, we use like we strap like with ours, like we strap ours, but then we also have like a seatbelt. So our arms can't get above a certain oh. certain degree. Yeah. That's NRL. Yeah. But I imagine AFL, you guys are taking marks. Like you have to get yeah, arms in those positions. Yeah. Yeah. We um we don't do that taping, but I just I've had my shoulders taped pretty yeah. heavily. Um but I'm sort of getting these surgeries. So I get to the point where I strengthen them up, yeah. get them good, and then don't have to tape them because you do feel restricted when you have to tape them. But yeah. um, it is what it is. But, yeah, all going well. What's the recovery time? Are you be good for next year? Uh, well, it's it's weird because I say it's not as bad as my left one, which was sort of three months. Yep. Um, but I think it's the recovery of like the um, putting it back together, like the the scar tissue, like everything around it. You just got to let it heal. Um, so it's still the same process, um, even though it's not as bad. Um, so yeah, three months, two to three months. Um, and then got to get back in the sort of gym, back into it, get after it, back um, to reality. Because yeah, I've sort of had a preseason where or an off season where um, yeah, my shoulders have been have been sore. So um, I've only really just been running. Brother, I want to talk about the grand final. Right, well, welcome. But how how good? How you feeling? Like, tell me about the week leading into it because obviously it's a whirlwind, right? Like you're doing parades, like you're doing conversations, chats, media. You're doing everything. How how was the week for you? Um, it was one of the most crazy weeks I've ever been a part of in football. I mean, we did it in 2018, but I was, and I'll refer back to this quite a lot if we do go depth into this conversation, was in 2018, I was sort of young and just didn't understand. I did understand what was happening, but not um, as much as I do now. I've been around for a little bit longer. I I do sort of appreciate it a lot more. not saying I didn't appreciate 2018. I just understand um, and and I'm a lot more mature and older. Mm. So um, 
yeah, the whole week was amazing, getting your family involved. I feel like that's what the club's been able to do yeah. better than ever, um, bring the family along for the ride and even our supporters. So, um, yeah, media, organising tickets, everything that you do, you get done at the start of the week so then you can just attack the week as normal. Yeah. Um, and the club were really good with that. We got that out of the way pretty quickly. So um, to be involved in sort of not a stress-free week but just a week where you can just focus on training and just do what you've been doing every other week throughout the whole year because yeah. you've done everything the week before on the Sunday and then you can attack Monday and the whole week mm -hmm. as as usual. So, um, yeah, like I said, the club have been amazing with that and it was very well organised and it definitely went a, uh, a long way to yeah. us uh, winning the grand final even though it's off-field stuff. So. Yeah. What is, um, what's the ticket allocation? Because Leggy came in before and we had, a good, we had a good chat before, but he said like, you only you like people think that you get so many yeah. tickets. You get guys coming out of the woodwork that so you haven't spoken to yeah, in years. Exactly. Like I'm sure you, you would do. you would go you through do. it as well. Like what's what's the allocation and how do you pick who's in the sheds with you? Probably more yeah, so. Well, it's pretty clear to everyone. Sort of family first. Yeah. So you get eight tickets and then you get two tickets that you got from um, the AFL during the year that you had to pay for. So all up ten tickets and then if you are lucky enough to get extra tickets through the club. Um, it is pretty hard to do, but if you are lucky enough to get tickets, then um, you try to do that. So I was one of those lucky um, players to get a few extra tickets. So I was able to get my whole family um, involved and then a few mates, a few wow. of my best mates. So yeah. to have them there along for the journey and along for the ride, um, a few I've got a few mates of the diehard Collingwood. So yeah. um, they absolutely had a ball that day, probably one of the best days of their lives as long as um, – yeah, I, I, it was funny. Like I did hear that they were going off in the in the uh, in the stands, and they had to get told off a couple of times. Oh, really? But as long as they were having <laughs> well, from fun, from security, to, yeah. as long as they were having fun, that's all that matters. So yeah. I was able to get family and mates there. So it was good. Sick. Yeah, and mate, tell me about more like morning of you. You want to keep it as the same, like the same yeah. morning. What What does the morning look like for you? Uh, it was. I didn't sleep too great. Um, but it was just pure excitement. I'd had a good week of sleeping and then sort of the night before. It's excited. It's always just always what happens and um, yeah, pretty stock standard. Like I knew it was probably going to happen because of just the excitement. It was such a big day. But when I woke up and got out of bed, I just sort of clicked in the gear and I knew what I had to do. It was yeah. game day. It was just like any other week. Um, and that's what I felt like. I felt like it was just another game. Yes, it has a lot more to it. Um but I had so much confidence in our training and that what we'd done during the week and the whole year that um, if we just came out there and did what we had to do, um, then we we're going to be successful. But I woke up, just did what I had to do, normal routine, ate what I normally ate, um, and then sort of rolled into the game with my old man. Yeah. Um, I drove this time because in 2018, he asked if he could come with me and I said, yep, no worries. He drove. Um and then we lost the grand final. So <laughs> it was a bit of a, a, bit of a, uh, bit of a um, omen thing for me to just sort of drive myself and just be like, okay, this could be a little thing that could be yeah. a difference. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I drove dad in. He really enjoyed that moment. Like he really, really loved it. And um, yeah, it's it's a little bit emotional because he has been a, along the ride with me yeah. um, by my side this whole journey. So for him to drive in with me, um, us play some music, us just talk about the day. It made me a lot more calm. Yeah. Um, and he was just pure, uh, just, yeah, really excited and just pure, pure joy was coming off his face. He, he must have been so proud of you, hey? Like, yeah. obviously proud in the 2018, but yeah. like, for you to win the GF, like, did you get to see him afterwards? What did he say to you afterwards? 
Um, I did. He, we actually caught up. It's funny he asked because we caught up on Thursday, just gone, um, had a few beers and just spoke about the last two months because I hadn't really had the chance to sit down with him and really go through the last couple months. That whole sort of week was really challenging. Um, so for us to sort of catch up on just everything through finals the last couple of months because we hadn't had the opportunity to sit down and talk about things. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Like I can't believe how much had actually gone down the last couple of months yeah. um, until I actually sat down with him and we discussed. So good, good. to re- good to reflect. Hey, was there was there a standout moment? Like, did he did he say anything to you? Like after the game, did you get to see him after the game when like the confetti's going oh, yeah. everywhere and everyone's running around kissing each other? Like we yeah we we shared our sort of our love and we gave each other a massive hug in the rooms after and we shed a tear and what he was saying the other day when I caught up with him was. He was just so emotional. Like he didn't know how to feel during the game, before the game. Um, he was sort of nervous. Like everything you could feel, he felt sick. He felt yeah. excited. And then for the game to be and be played the way it was played probably didn't help because it was so back and forth. They were up and then we were up and then they were up and then we were up. Um, and it was just literally, it might sound pretty stupid, but it was just whoever was in front at the end of the day won. Like I don't felt. I don't feel like anyone really lost that game. Yeah. It was just such a good game to be a part of, probably one of the, if not the hardest game to be a part of. Um, but, yeah, one of the most amazing days um, that I'll ever be able to share with my family and, and the whole club and, and my friends. So um, very grateful. What was the what was the feeling like? Like describe the feeling when the buzzer goes off mm. and you're like looking around, you can see everyone. Like what's, what's, the, what's that feeling? Euphoric, yeah. definitely. Like – our um, our sort of whole process after the last couple of years of just is just to be better, get better every day, um, learn and grow. And the last, it's it's taken us a few years. Like it, some clubs never get the opportunity to even play in grand finals or even play in finals. So we are very, very lucky and grateful to be in the position that we're in. Um, but yeah, like just the whole feeling throughout the last couple of years has sort of just been this built up yeah. um, to this grand final. And then when we won, it was just, everything was just relieved, like yeah. such relief because we just missed out last year, um, 2018 lost, but with a new coaching group, uh, yeah, coaching group, staff, players, it was just like our own journey and we got to this top and then we finally we finally did it yeah. and we won and then we could just sit back, relax and really enjoy it. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of sort of angst built up um, yeah, just pure relief and excitement. Do you look for someone when the buzzer goes off? Like, is there someone that you directly go to? Because while well, I was talking to Leggy, he's like, I was just looking up at the crowd the whole time. Like, I was just looking up at the sky. I was just trying to take it all in. Yeah. Was there someone that you're looking at? It's quite funny. When I go back and watch sort of highlights and reactions, I, I do pay attention to Leggy's. And I did I did uh, have a laugh when I watched his because <laughs> he just was in shock. And he was sort of looking around, like trying to hug whoever was in front of him. And that was pretty much the what happened like you, the siren went yeah. I sort of looked to my left and right or in front of me to see who was around me and um Pendles was to my left so I literally just sprinted over to him um I couldn't really control like what was happening because it was just so so crazy and euphoric like I said before so you just sort of let whatever happens happen so um gave gave Pendles a massive hug and then uh for the next sort of 
half an hour to an hour where our celebrations kicked off from this final siren mm. um with with just the team with the with the whole club out in the oval after everything had died down they're the memories that you make mm. um so they were so so amazing to be a part of and yeah. That's why I want to go again. Like, yeah. That's why I want to do it again. Mate, you look you look hungry to go yeah. for next year. Yeah, you're ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Um, mate, what were the what were the celebrations like afterwards? You guys, did you guys stay in the sheds or, uh, or what was the plan? Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep it we'll keep it PG. Keep rated. it PG, my brother. Keep it PG. <laughs> we'll keep it PG rated, but um, it was great fun. Like it was a big couple of days. Mm. Um, that's why it was so good, sort of, to get away to Italy with my partner after yeah. it all happened because just the adrenaline rush and um, the amount of times that you sort of were out having a good time on the piss, enjoying yourself, celebrating something that doesn't come around yeah. very often was something that I'll cherish forever. And yeah, we had we had fun. We had a lot of fun and we did what we had to do. But um, we're at that time now where we sort of have to get back to work and yeah. go again because we have no ceiling and we don't want to put a ceiling on what we can do. Um, and flies big on that. Like, yeah. We just want to keep getting better and who He's, knows what we can do. I imagine that would be such a high, like probably yeah. one of the the highest points of a career, probably some people's life, to be honest. Like that's got to be an incredible high. Does there, does there come a low after that? Like did you experience And like I'm, I'm, I'm not putting words in your mouth or anything, but like is there, like, is there a low that comes after winning a grand final? Uh, nah, nah. nah shit, no. We're still like, riding that high, brother. We're still, <laughs> we're riding, still riding the high. high. You know what? We're going to ride the high – until God knows when, but we've created something now. Like that group that won the flag, yes, it was just that group, mm. but it took the whole club. Like we, we're one club, we're one big family, and it took the whole club to win that. Mm. Um, so the bonds that we now sort of share with each other and the relationships that we have with each other is like I've never seen before. Mm. I've never been a part of something like it, and Fly's been a huge driver in that and every other coach. And um, to be a part of something so special yeah. – for the rest of my life with, yes, just the other 23 that were lucky enough to be out there mm. or 22, whatever it was, um, it's it's so amazing. Like I can't, I can't wait for our reunions. I can't wait to yeah. catch up with the coaches and yeah. whatever it may look like because, um, yeah, we've we've started something special. What do, what do you think the difference is from this year to previous years? Because you got drafted to Collywood. Like you've only played for Collywood, Yeah. Yeah. So you came, you came to call it. What's been the difference from like those first years, 2018, those grand finals to this year? Like, has it been a culture shift? Like, what 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 are the stuff that um that the the crew's been doing? It's so it's so different because the club is so different in terms of who we've got in, mm. um, who's at the hierarchy, like just personnel. The personnel change. So, um, I can't really make too much comment on, um what exactly it is because I mean it might sound silly because it is so different so mm-hmm. there there are a few key things that have made the club um the way it is today yeah. but um when we're in 2018 we're sort of just writing that out uh, especially 2018 I should say with yeah. with Bucks and how he changed as a person and how we went about it but our playing this was so different yeah um I was young we had so many more older boys in, um, totally different coaching, uh, culture, coaching staff, everything. So, um, yeah, for the last sort of couple of years, Fly has brought in a different mentality, um, new staff, new coaches, new everything. So it's a complete change to what it was. So um, 
I think to be a part of and see two different types of sort of coaching yeah. cultures, it was great. It was great to be a part of, but um, both really wanted to win if yeah. there was the same. Always. I like yeah. always. I'm mad. That's, that's at a core of most yeah. coaches. Like everyone wants to win, even players. Um, but ever since meeting you and, and a lot of the, the Hollywood boys, like you guys look so close. Yeah. Like you guys look so connected, even like yeah. um, <clears throat> coming into the sheds after the Hollywood game, like he, like he pulled us in there and you guys just, like, and that was the game you lost like against Carlton, mm. Carlton Hollywood just before the semifinals. But it was almost like, what's next? And you guys, you look so connected. I remember one of the boys was saying, I think it was just like you guys had like a list of like things on your locker of what you like to do. Like if you like playing golf, then you could see yeah. someone else likes to play golf. Well, yeah. let's go have a game of golf. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like is there is there certain things like that that have been bought in this year or the last couple of years? Yeah. I mean, we – her name, her name's Jackie, and um, I'm. Do you know Jackie, Jackie? Louder, yeah, one Jackie of the greats. Louder. Yeah, one of the greats. One of the goats, and um, she, the what she's brought into the club in terms of connection and yeah. the mental, like the mental side to the whole game and what we do outside of footy together as a club, as a team, um, the way that we've been able to sort of connect with each other this year and even last year, but this year it's gone to a whole new level. Really. Um, and it definitely showed on field like we, we're brothers. We love being around each other. Our connection's real. Um, I mean, you can have connection and you can talk, but if you actually action it and it feels real, mm. like there's a big difference. Um, so, yeah, like I said, to be a part of that is amazing. And, yeah, we, we got to work on it. Like it didn't just come. Yeah. Like we got to work on it and now, it, now it's um, amazing to be a part of. But – yeah, like we catch up outside of football. Um, we do all these sort of events with the team, yeah. with the club that have sort of brought us all together even more. So it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what holds for us in 2024 because uh, I'm so excited. Yeah, bro. It'll be, it'll be so sick. I, but I didn't know of Jackie until a couple months ago. Like I was in yeah. Melbourne working. Uh, I think I spent maybe like a couple of weeks here and her name, I don't know what it was, but her name popped up like yeah. five times just through conversation. I don't know whether it was with you, might've been with Leggy, a few of the netball girls, a few of the AFLW girls, especially the Collywood boys. And even, and it just kept popping up and I was like, who is this Jackie Louder yeah. girl? Like, and then, so I started, um, I listened to a podcast that she yeah. was on and it was just, um, it was so re refreshing yeah. to hear a club like Collywood bring in. So she's a psychologist, right? Like, so for those who are listening, she, she's a sports psych. Yeah, sports psych. Not, not clinical psych, sports psych. I hope I'm getting that right, Jackie. Um, but she's, um, <clears throat> the stuff that she's implemented, and I, I spoke to her. I spoke to her a couple because I want to go down the psychology route. Like, yeah. that, like that's where I want to yeah. see. I want to sit in the player well-being space. That's why we do all this. Um, and I was talking to her about how to navigate it. And it was so refreshing because every professional sporting club that I've been a part of, We'd have psychologists, but they would sit outside and you would have to actually go off-site to see them, whereas she's full-time with Collywood. Yeah. Like, she, she's full-time. And, and yep. even talking to her, and I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but she's just like, we know everything about a player when they come in. Like, we know if they've got learning difficulties. We know if they've got <clears throat> um, certain problems outside of, uh, outside of footy, outside of sport, outside of the environment. And that allows them to give them the best chance yeah. to perform on the field. 100%. And so she's at the point now where she's sideline, right? Yeah. Like she sits sideline and that's all player driven, yeah. yeah? Absolutely. And she she knows that she has such a big impact on us. Mm. Like even the coaches, um, anyone really that goes and chats to her 
they come out a different person. Like yeah. the way that she's able to adapt and find solutions to help you through whatever it is, yeah. it's amazing. I've never been um, and seen and spoken to someone like Jackie. Like she's helped me through sort of my darkest days, yeah. um, off field, on field, whatever it, whatever it was, to be able to talk to her and have her navigate or help me navigate and get through all the issues that I went through. Yeah. Um, I'll be forever in debt with with Jackie and I. Yeah, Jackie, thank you very much. But um, <laughs> yeah, her her ability to come in and club and just completely help change um, the culture and everything and help people learn and grow was something different on field and off field. Have you done much stuff with Sykes before before Jackie? Yeah, so we had a we had a psych um, Adam Deacon. He was at the club for a couple of years, I think it was, and. Um, Shout out to Adam Deacon as well. He was very helpful. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of chats with him over my time and he helped me a lot um, through my early days at, at, uh, at Pies. So, um, yeah, I've, I've spoken to a few psychs, but um, I've never been involved um, with someone like Jackie. Yeah. There's always that conversation around like, it's kind of weird to talk to a psychologist. Yeah. I don't know whether there's that, that stigma around it and it's yeah. obviously changing. Like having someone like Jackie and guys like yourself talk so highly of her. I know Cameron Munster, I'm pretty sure, thanked her in his yeah. Dally M speech when he won it. Um, so that changes the conversation. And then when I have conversations with friends about seeing a psychologist, sports psych or clinical psych, you might not get the person that you want to talk to straight off the bat. Like you might go and see someone that probably wasn't for you, wasn't the right fit, and they're like, oh, well, that's just all psychologists. That's not yeah. what I want to do. Whereas you might see three, four, five, six different ones before it's the one that you align with. Like, mate, for me, I started seeing one through footy a couple of years ago, and then I'll see one, the same girl, the same lady, Stacey. She's amazing. I'll see her once every month. Just yeah. purely to check, check in, in, brother. Like I don't, yeah. I don't need to. So like, beneficial, mate. Well, even beneficial. and that's why it's so great that Jackie's in the club because mm. she knows you boys, and you don't have to go out. And make, I imagine you don't have to go and make an appointment. You might be having coffee, and you're like, oh, Jackie, actually, there is something that's going yeah. on. Is that right? Hundred percent. She she's always there, no matter what time of the day it is. If you need to call her, if you're not feeling too great, you give her a call, you shoot her a message, or you can go see her and. Um, yeah, she she fixes a lot of things pretty quickly as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, big shout out to big shout out to. Her. What was the on What was the on field stuff? You said you said she was helping you with some on field stuff. Yeah, what, so, what did that look well, like? On field, like I can, my anger can take over, right. and um, to have her on the bench when sort of you come off and you might be going through a stage of of anger um, or dwelling on like a mistake or something, you have her there to to talk to. Mm. So I've um yeah, I've come off the I've come on the bench and I've been raging just so mad. Yeah. And I've just had to like pull her aside and um go for a walk on the on the boundary line and um people definitely would have seen seen me walking alongside her because um as people know when I when I cross the white line I can't get angry and I've got a bit of white line fever. So to have her there by my side on game day yeah. to be able to talk to her, it just clears my head while I'm playing and um, if you've got a clear mind, you, you've got to um, play some good football So, um, or be a lot more freer yeah. um, when you're out there. So to have her, like I said, by by my side and to, for everyone to have her by her side on field is great. What does she say? Is it is it a matter of just talking like, oh, this is what we talked about last week? Is it breathing? Like what, like, what do you guys do on the sideline? Personally, I like to, if I feel myself um, sort of getting insular and not, 
doing what I normally do and I've got um, a few little basic sort of triggers for me to um, not go insular. Um, if I can feel myself go insular, I talk to Jackie um, when I'm on the bench, but I breathe a lot. Yeah. I breathe a lot while I'm out there when I get the chance. Um, so say if a goal has been kicked or yeah. there's a stoppage or something, I'm able to stop, take a few deep breaths, and then I've got a clear mind and I know what I've got to do. Yeah. But it doesn't just happen on that day. Like it's a lot of practice. You got to do it through training. Yeah. Um, talks with Jackie, sort of run through a process of what you need to do. So the last couple of years, um, even before talking to Jackie about all on-field and off-field issues, yeah. um, we're, uh, yeah, we're going really well. It's it's so wild because, mate, I've only really been getting into AFL probably since meeting you boys, to be honest, and maybe the last like year, year and a half. Mm. Went to my first, like, been to two AFL games now, and they're so cool. Like, went to the um, the, Carl, the yeah. Carlton Collywood game, which it was like 90,000. Like, it was the Crazy. thing was about to fucking fall over. Like, it yeah, was wild. It was nice. But it, there's so much, like, push and shove and, like, niggles, like, pushing. And I was like, if that was in rugby league, like, growing up, you get yeah. chinned. Yeah. Like, you like yeah. you know what I mean? 100%. Like, or if someone wants to, like, elbow you in the back, I don't know, man, maybe push you. There's, like, for me. Yeah. I don't know if I could just let that go. I know. You know, it's like, do you, does, is that something that you're just so used to now because you've been doing it for so many years? But does it, does it ever get you? Like, if someone's digging uh, you, like, I'm going to... Yeah, it frustrates me. Yeah. Um, and I think if you... I think, like, umpires play a big role. Like, you don't want to give away a free kick. Yeah. You don't want to get fined. Um, so that's what sort of holds you back from everything exploding if does, if a fight does break out or something yeah. does break out. But um, I don't know. It's it's part of the game. Yeah. Like I guess there's there's a line that you can't cross, but a bit of niggling in AFL, in rugby or whatever, it, it makes the game. It gets the crowd involved and um, I'm all for it. So yeah. and, and pushing the line, like I imagine you probably would have pushed the line a couple of times. Like, mate, very likewise. Like I'm very similar yeah. to the way we play. Um but when you push that line, that's what you that's where you, that's when you know where the line yeah. is. And so for exactly next time right. you might pull it back, yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. I um I've been fined a couple of times yeah. from a couple of fights and I tell you what, they dive deep into your pockets, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if that's not an incentive, so, I don't know oh, what man, is. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Like you, you have to sort of realize, okay, like if you do do this, you're probably gonna get fined. Yeah. Um Lucky enough, sometimes if you're if you're backing someone up or you sort of come in late and you're protecting your teammates mm. and you do get fined, um, the team sort of chips in for the whole fine. So, oh, really? Um, yeah, the boys are pretty pretty selfless when it comes to that um, yeah. side of things. So it's great. That's nice. We need to bring that into the rugby league world. <laughs> None of the boys will be paying for other people's fines, uh, mate. I want to I want to touch on the the Angus Brayshaw um, incident. Yeah. Like I. I didn't watch the game. I, I watched the, the the clip of it. Um, obviously, pure accident um, from from looking at the clip. And I think anyone who has been in that situation probably understand what you were doing. How was your headspace after that? Because there was an opportunity. There was a probability that you might not have played in the grand final. Yeah. Yeah. It it wasn't great. Um, yeah, it wasn't great at all. Like my whole sort of week was flipped on its head. Like I, my mental state. Yeah, where my head was was just all over the joint. Like in terms of my my mum was away. I rely on my family a lot when I'm feeling down. Yeah. My mum was away and then dad was going through his own stuff. Um, so for me to sort of be able to talk to 
Jackie work work through everything with her. She helped me a lot, and she was probably the the main person I relied on a lot. Because yeah, um, yeah mum was away. Dad sort of had his own stuff going on. So we, we had a chat, but very briefly. Yeah. Um, we didn't really go in depth. That's why our chat last week was really nice because mm-hmm. we sort of spoke about it all. And um, Yeah, I had my brother and sister there as well. But even then, like I just sort of came insular and I didn't know how to talk about it. And that's why Jackie was so good because we did a lot of meditation. I felt like I could... Um, just speak about anything and everything to her and yeah. she would have a solution for it. So, yeah, my men- my mental state wasn't great. I tried to stay on social media as much as I could and I felt like I did a good job, but right. it was so hard to not think about the what ifs. What if you do get suspended and you miss the prelim and the granny? Yeah. Like, my mental state wasn't great. Mm. It wasn't great at all. But you've like, mate, I've, I've got to know you over the last however long and incredibly kind person. Like the the stereotypical like hard man on the field. Matt, you've got so much fucking love for people yeah. off the field. And that's why and that's what I said to you the other day. I was like, mate, you've you're just you're just a kind person and I know you're a fucking good guy. From the first time I met you mm. and like I think a lot of people don't get to see that stuff off the field because it's all like you see what's on the field. You don't yeah. get to see the person behind 100%. behind the fucking the footy field, right? And like I know like you went and saw Angus afterwards. You dropped a bottle of wine and some flowers to his partner. Like people don't get to see that. Mm. Why Why did you do that? I felt like I, I really wanted to and I felt like it was sort of the, the best thing to do to show my love and care towards him. Like I know and I was absolutely copying it yeah. on social media for doing that because oh, people thinking, oh, he's just doing that. To get out of trouble, to get like yeah. to tell um, the tribunal that he did that, but no, like th- this was from the bottom of my heart, and I've known Angus for quite a while now, and we're mates, so I'm glad he's going all right. I've checked in with him a couple times, yeah. um, sort of recently, and he's going well. He's going yeah. really well, so it's good to hear. But it was something that we just had to deal with, and yeah. um, that's why I sort of go by a quote by um this it's, it's i've actually got a tattoo on my ribs it says on my ribs it says this too shall pass and that was just pretty much what i came back to mm. throughout that whole week there's this was going to pass at some stage yeah just um keep doing what you're doing every day stay present and i did mate this is obviously a mental health and sport podcast and i'm very grateful to have you on and like i was telling you the other night when we were on the phone like i think it's special to have someone like you come on this long form platform because you're someone who a lot of people look up to. Yeah. Mm. Like you're someone who's really influential in the community. So to even come on and, and be open about your own vulnerabilities, about your struggles makes it okay for the rest of us. Right. Mm. And make, and that's, and that's the whole reason for, for this podcast and this platform. But you talked about off field stuff. Is, is there anything that you're comfortable talking about off field? Um, yeah. Uh, over, over the years. I've got watery eyes when, I've, I've actually got watery eyes right now because just the way that I've been able to sort of come into this podcast and feel comfortable and we actually spoke on the phone yesterday and we sort of just went through a bit of a debrief and I wasn't keen at all on sharing in depth of what I've gone through from 2017. But I've sort of walked in here and it's a credit to you and Braden, um, Braden Cox behind the glass setting this all up to make me feel comfortable enough to actually now be like, yeah, fuck it. why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I open up about it? Like I've opened up about it just to the club. Um, 
we do who are my stories. Um, so I was lucky enough to to go up there during the year um, and talk about my story. And I finished uh, finished off with mental health. And I feel like everyone is going through something. Um, but my issue was I um, since 2017 I've been going through um, yeah some really hard times, and I was diagnosed with OCD. Um, and for the struggle that has come along with it has been so, so difficult. Like even to this day, I still deal with it, but I've got triggers in place to like on field triggers in place off field to help me sort of get through, um, OCD and talking about it now, it's pretty confronting. Like I've, I've got the shakes a little <laughs> bit, but, um, I'm so thankful that I've been able to come on here and talk about it for the first time other than in front of my teammates and, and club yeah. in a public sort of space because I do feel comfortable and I guess, um, yeah, going through that was really, really tough and like what, I said, I'm still going through it. What does, like, what does the OCD look like for you? Like, what, like what are the, is it, I when I think of OCD, yeah. I think of like, I've got to turn the light switch off. I've got to double check, triple check, quadruple yeah. check. Like what what, are the, what does it look like for you? Yeah, so it's pretty much what I go through and have been through sort of the last, yeah, since 2017. Yeah. Um, my checking um, sort of first couple of years was really, really bad. I was able to get on top of it and put plans in place for if I do go through these situations and through these thoughts that maybe the back door isn't locked. Yeah. But even though I've just been standing at the back door, and locked it, for some reason in my mind, I just thought it wasn't locked. So then you'd go back and it was like you were having this staring competition with the back door, like yeah. figuring out whether it was locked or not, but it's locked. But that's just the constant struggle that you go through. And mine always was triggered and came to play at night before bed, yeah. knowing that I had to get a good sleep really fucked me around and like was really frustrating with me. And then when my anxiety sort of lifted, that's when my OCD came into play. Okay. Um, and it was a lot of checking, not as so much the thoughts, but yeah, the checking side of OCD is what I was, I was going through. And um, I've been able, lucky enough to, yeah, be with Jackie and even Adam Deacon early days um, to get, through it and put a plan in place to help me get through it. So I can't thank them enough and yeah. I feel like it's really eased, um, especially lately. Like I feel really good on top of the world um, with my OCD. Like yeah. I've got it all under control. So the last sort of year has been really good. I mean, I've had a few times where I've had little um, little uh, setbacks with it, but all in all from where I was in 2017, my growth with understanding what it is, how to get through it, has um yeah grown so much and i think that just comes with me maturing a lot yeah 100 it'd be a time thing for sure and bro thank you bro. Oh, thank you bro. That's like, all right, bro mate thank you that's for sharing right. like that's that's so huge mm. um in 2017 obviously was there a point where it's like this is actually affecting me negatively like was it was it like was that what what was the negative effects yeah, that, so that you that were hitting i actually can't believe sorry for cutting you off but i can't believe i'm actually talking about this right now because it's something that I didn't really ever want to talk to anyone about bar sort of in my who am I story because I felt that comfortable in front of the group I was in um, and club to be able to do that. So, um, yeah, for anyone listening, I hope they I hope they take something out of this because 
I feel like there's a lot of people out there going going through OCD. I feel like it's pretty popular. Yeah. Um, and to talk about it, it's pretty tough. So um, it did, yeah, back on your question, it did affect me sort of negatively. I had to sort of go into training, play games with no sleep because that's how much it would affect me. Yeah, um, out, I'd be up all night checking, doing just like well, I look at it and it's not stupid stuff, but it's just stuff that you think, why am I doing this? Yeah. But that's why I'm so thankful and grateful to have all these plans in place now to if I don't if I do go through this sort of checking phase, it's just squashed immediately mm. because I know what to do yeah. when it comes on. So um yeah, early days when I didn't understand it and didn't have plans in place, mm. I would I'd be staying up all night, no sleep, rolling into training, tired, and then be totally stuffed from training. So yeah. um that that wore me down, but um yeah, I, I got I got through it. I got through it, but it was it was really dark and dark times. What are the what are the plans or tools that you put in place? Because I imagine there's probably a lot of people out there with the exact same yeah. thing and who have been gone through the exact same thing. What what are the tools that you've put in place and that you've spoken about with Jackie that have helped? That help that helps you now? So pretty much when I when I start to feel like my anxiety is coming on and my OCD is about to kick off, um early days yeah, I would sort of stand there and have a staring competition with the back door, whether it was locked or not. Like I, I didn't know how to handle it and I didn't have anything written down how to get over it. But now talking to Jackie, um, it's it's sort of getting off social media, not making your mind so triggered before going to bed. Yeah. If you're in a calm state, then you're more than likely not going to be a lot like, anxious and get up and do whatever you do when you do um, have OCD. So, yeah, off off my phone, um, blue light, a lot more meditation, yeah. um, just calming myself down because yeah, I feel like I'm meditate. a pretty hyperactive guy. Yeah, okay. um, meditation, I started cold water therapy. Like I did that quite a few years ago and um, that really helped a lot. Like I, I love it. Absolutely love cold water, but cold doing, showers. Every you'd be morning. doing ice baths for footy anyway. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I love cold water therapy. Um, but at night, mine, my big thing was sort of getting off my phone, not having my brain activated before going to bed. Yeah. Um, and if I did have anything to sort of think about, I would write it down. Yeah. Um, but it was tough. Like it, it's not that. It's not that simple. Like. Yeah. Yeah, you can put plans in place, but it over time, like gradually get better at it. It's not mm. just going to yeah. finish overnight. And like I said, I'm still dealing with it and I'm happy to talk about it. Um, but it's just a lot easier for me to deal with now yeah. and I'm not affected by it as much as I used to be. Mm. So, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride, but I guess it sort of comes in a positive way as well. Like yeah. with my football, I love, I love what I do and um, to be able to sort of battle with OCD and to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really do appreciate it. Thank you. But like, mm. mate, your your biggest weaknesses, or not even weaknesses, but your your biggest, um, I guess, learnings probably turn into your biggest strengths. Like, like look at the probably compounding effect that this conversation is going to have. And to be honest, mate, I don't mind if we air this. Like, we, I'm more than happy to edit this out. Like, I've got no, I've got no, yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm more than happy. Like, I'm, I'm just happy for you to be open to have this conversation, to be honest. And I said that to you yesterday and yeah. and I'm, I'm grateful. Like I am grateful for you to come on and, and share what's going on. 
there's going to be so many crew who are just like, oh my God, that's the exact thing that I'm going through. And I don't even know what OCD is. I don't mm. even know how to articulate it. And, the way, and you articulate it so well, mate. So, mm. mate, that, thank you for doing that. And like, to be honest, like, if you want to edit this out, we can't. Like, I, I, to be honest, I really don't give a fuck. Like, we, yeah. can, we can just cruise. So, um, but mate, thank you. Like, this, it's so huge. And I imagine, yeah, like your biggest weaknesses will turn into your biggest strengths. 100%. And yeah, I look at like how far you've probably grown mm. since 2017, 2018. Like imagine what the next 5, 10, 20 years are going to look yeah. like. And I know you're probably going to live with it forever probably, but having the tools in place would be huge. 100%. And it's I didn't touch on it then, but after I spoke about it in front of my club, yeah. um, in, front of, in front of my playing group, like having that group there to be able to sit there and listen, um, that's why they are – my best mates, my boys, like I love being around them because for me to open up about something that's so um, that's so big in my life and hits me deep, to be able to open to them in the club, that's why I'm just so thankful to be at such an amazing club. Like mm. I don't think people understand, well, they understand now what's going on behind the scenes. But, um, yeah, I had, I had people sort of come up to me after that. Um, I won't name names, mm. but. I had people from the club sort of come up to me and said, I've got daughters, I've got same, well, I've got mates and I've got friends and um, wives going through the same thing. So, um, yeah, just to have have the conversation, like don't be afraid to talk to someone because early days, 2017, 2018 and 2019 were like my worst days and I didn't speak to anyone about it, yeah. like literally. And it's um, pretty crazy to think now um, – like I think to myself, why why didn't I talk to someone? Why didn't I have like a Jackie or yeah. I did have Adam Deacon, which I did speak to very briefly about it, mm. um, not in depth, nowhere near as much as I do now. Yeah. Um, so I guess you yeah you sort of touch on it early days, but um, for me to even sit on this podcast right now and talk about it, like I never would have thought I would have done that ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah wild, wild, just put plans in place, talk to people. Um, and I feel like just in general, get off your phone. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, that's probably a great yeah. one for all of us. Yeah. Um, but even sharing with the boys, like it's crazy how when you're able to be vulnerable with your mates, how much they're likely to be vulnerable yeah. with you. Yeah, like that. that's what I found. And, and when I was coming into grade or even when I was a kid, 17, 18 years old, like I would just bottle everything up. Like I lost one of my best mates to suicide when we were 17 and – didn't go to his funeral, you know, like didn't like didn't didn't talk to his mom and 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 didn't talk to anyone about it. And I even have conversations with my mom um, and dad lately, and they were just like, "Well, we didn't want to bring it up because we wanted you to be happy." So I just shelved it. And mate, it's wild that like these these things and like when you suppress them, it's kind of like a Coke bottle. Like I use the anal like Coke bottle analogy where it's just like when you suppress it, it's like just shaking shaking mm. it up, shaking the bottle. But when you talk about it, it's just slowly releasing oh, the lid and it's slowly releasing that. That um that stress hundred percent. I, I feel like sometimes when you go to open up about things, you just feel like you're going to be judged. Like judge people. There are people out there that are pretty judgmental. Yeah. Um. So it makes it hard for people to open up about things. But I feel like we're living in a life and in a time right now where you can open up about anything, yeah. um, and people actually appreciate it and love you more for it. So um, it's great. It's great to be 
sort of a part of it in a yeah. small way. But even, but even like you're, um, like you're not going to open up to everyone. Like, and then that's what I stress a lot in these podcasts. Like you don't have to talk to everyone. Like mm. you're going to lean on your close support network exactly. and your close friends. Like you and the boys at Collywood, like you, I've seen it. Like you guys are so connected. You're leaning mm. on guys like Jackie. You're leaning on like good crew. Maybe Benny Crocker is in there somewhere. Like, <laughs> Well, he's, uh, it's, it's been, um, yeah, it's been in the, in the public and, um, the general knowledge of it all, he's coming to the VFL side. So him stepping back into the club is going to be huge for the club. Yeah, um, really. But yeah, that's, that's going to be wild. Um, but yeah, mate, it's like, and that's what I mean. Like you don't have to have these conversations with everyone. You'll do it on your support, like your support network. And, and, and like I said, like you'll actually have stronger connections with, with the boys. Like, um, Kalen Ponga spoke about this on the podcast that we did. He won Dally M, kind of like yeah. the Brown Bow equivalent yeah, yeah. last year, this year. This year, just won it. Um, and he's like, we would do a similar thing to what you guys did at Collywood. We would get up. They call it like the triple H's, like yeah. um, the hero, um, hardship, yeah. and the uh, last the last H. <laughs> it started off with whatever it is. And it's all got the same meaning to it's it. It's the same meaning, yeah. It pretty much just opening up and giving a little bit of an insight into yeah. what what the person's like. And Kalen was like, it was so great because when – when they were vulnerable and when they were talking, and it was obviously a safe space and, 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 and they make it that way on purpose. But he's like, I really enjoy those conversations because it gave me a little insight into what that person was like and, and what they're going through and also how I can help. Like imagine like after you opened up to a lot of the boys, then they were like, oh, well, actually this is what brother's going through. Like maybe I can help. Like you don't yeah. know what you don't know and you can't help what you can't see. Exactly right. Exactly right. And you don't realise but everyone – everyone's going through something. Yeah. They have to, like whether it's um, for a short period of time or a long period of time, I feel like mm. everyone's sort of got their own issues. But, yeah, the more you talk, the more you sort of open yourself up for, for conversation. And you just It's just pure love. Everyone is just like when you open up about someone, you just feel like a deep connection with them already. Like, yeah. Mate, you've got a lot of love for everyone, like your mm. mates, forever. I, I caught up with Benny the other day. We had lunch the other day, and he was talking about it's like, mate, fucking Bruz has just love for everyone. You know mm. what I mean? Like you'll go to a, you'll go to a gym and you'll be shaking everyone's hand. You're like, thanks so much for having me in the yeah, gym. Yeah. And Benny's like, mate, they don't even work here. They just they're just someone that's there. You know what I mean? That's what happened the other day. We actually went to the gym, and I yeah, I've, I I do have great manners, and I do sort of love getting around people and yeah. um. Being yeah, sort of a happy, sort of chappy. But I was at the I was at the gym the other day, and I was like, like this gym is amazing. Like who's around me? Like I'm trying to figure out who was working here. I was just saying thanks to randoms for having me. And I was like, they're like, oh yeah, they didn't even realize we're there. Yeah, but I feel like just being able to sort of get around people, have really good manners, um, which mum and dad sort of buried into me from a young age yeah, was just being really polite and have really mm. good manners. Um, my love for everyone that I'm sort of close with in mm. general, but I love meeting new people, getting to know new people. Um, I've got some really close mates, but yeah, like my, my love and care for everyone that I know yeah. Um, yeah, is probably a, a special trait of mine. And um, I, hope, I hope people sort of feel that way when they're around me. But um 
Yeah, it's it's great. Man, yeah. I love it. I always walk away from our conversations like energized and having and having yeah. a good good feel, which is I think mate, it's a special trait to have. Um mate, re- rewinding, I'd love to to talk about like growing up. Like yeah. I, I know you're a bit, bit of a rat bag <laughs> growing yeah. up. Um and I'd love to talk about that time when you came came into Collywood. Um and I know you've spoken openly about a few of the old boys pulling you in. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. what 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 was the shift and and what did it look like when you first came in? Like were you you were shy, shy kid, or was it a kind of like um, more, more like, nah, I'm, I'm, I deserve to be here. I wasn't shy. I definitely wasn't shy in front of my mates. Like I, I had this life where I was living with my mates, and I, I have spoken about it on other podcasts. But I, I was living this life outside of football that wasn't sort of helping me when I walked through the four walls mm. of, of um, Collingwood. So I just had to adapt, and that's all I did. I just had to adapt to um, what it was like to sort of be on a list and um my goal was to sort of play one game and then go on from there um but i had to change like my my attitude um sort of i I loved training i loved getting after it it was just my off-field behavior and my attitude that wasn't really helping me so i just had to change that speak to people yeah um but it came through actions like i actually had to action it so i had to write down with pendles um we wrote down some some ideas and a bit of like a uh, list oh, of like things a- to do um, if I do sort of get pressured into going out for a drink or yeah. doing whatever it was to say no, yeah. have curfews on. So once I sort of could get one weekend rolling, I was able to get a few weeks rolling and then um, I'm not saying that I've completely canned my mates out because my yeah. mates are a very big part of my life yeah. and I love hanging out with them. but. It was just able to get that work-to-life balance yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, and I speak about it all the time, but it's something that was probably a massive part of my career was learning and growing from such a young age. And now I can – if there is someone that sort of comes into the club that's a bit on the edge and loves having a good time and loving a beer, I can really relate to them. Brother, um, been, you've, you've been there. You've yeah, lived so I've it. I've been yeah. there. I've, I've had conversations and that helps kids that come into the um, come into the pies and – sort of go through the same things helps me sort of come out of myself even more and yeah. become a better leader and just talk to them about it also. Yeah. But yeah. that must be that must be pretty cool. Like you talked about the the leadership roles that that have come more recently. Um how special was it being in the leadership group this year? Like was that something that you was a goal? Was you conscious of it or was it a surprise? Um Oh, it's it's pretty amazing to be a part of a leadership group, especially because it's only four of us. Yeah, uh, we had a leadership group at the Pies a few years back now, which was a group of like eight, yeah, eight to ten people. So when I got spoke when I got spoken to, I walked into this group of like fucking eight, ten older boys, and I was like, oh god, like this is really intimidating. Really, um, but that's sort of back then, and it's changed. Like, there's only four of us now. Um, who, who are the four? You. So it's me, Darcy, Howie, and was Taylor Adams. Yep. Um, so now Tay's gone. Someone else is going to have to step up. Uh, but Tay was great for helping me mm. in in leadership on and off the field. So, um, yeah, great sort of little group of guys, and we sort of all lean on each other. And being led by Darcy, like he's he's a game changer. He's he's uh, how so. Just the way that he leads sort of on field, like he's a jet on field, but his connection with everyone off field, like younger boys, older boys, he can have conversations with anyone. He's an absolute genius. Yeah. 
Um, and now a premiership captain, like he deserves everything that he gets because his love and care as well um, for people going through tough times mm. um, is something that I've never seen before. So I feel like it's our leadership group, but it, it's not just us. Like we have a wide variety of boys at the club that bring all different traits. Like we have a group of about 12 to 15 that catch up once once or twice a week and just talk about whatever it is. Really? And um, that consists of like a few of the younger boys like Isaac Quainor, John John Noble, um, just, just to name a few. So to be able to have, yeah, like I said, a big group of us that contribute and help. It's not just me, Howie yeah. and Darcy and Tay. Um, it's it's all of us. So it even extends beyond that group of 15. Well, that's probably so. why you have so much success, right? Like, mm. and do you, is there someone, and it might not be in the club, is there someone that you lean on for advice, like leadership advice, like in terms of like players, like family members, even like role models outside of footy or have been in the game? Yeah, I've, I've always had sort of my old man and my brother there for me. And even my mum and sister, like they lead in, they lead in their own way and their own right. And, um, I'll always cherish their sort of feedback and yeah. their love and all that yeah. forever. But I've always sort of led on field with my actions. Um, I've, I've always sort of struggled with my off field leadership. So yeah. that's something that I've had to really dig into and dive into, which I've been able to do. And I've had a lot of help um, from other leaders, mm. even the younger boys, they're, they're yeah. still teaching me. So, yeah, yeah. um, a bit like with how we want to go in football, I don't want to put a ceiling on how good of a leader I can be yeah. because um, it's something that I really uh, don't take for granted. And, mate, you're only like 26? 27, yeah. 27? I'm getting older. Mate, you're fucking – you're not old at all, brother. you got so much time. Like, cause how, yeah. how, how long, much longer do you have at the Pies? Uh, I've got a couple of years left. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a club that I want to be at forever. Really? Yeah. 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 Is that – um. Obviously, like being a one club man is pretty huge. And I know yeah. like this day and age, like it's so hard to do. Yeah. Like it's so hard to do. I can't imagine. Like that's that's the dream. Like don't yeah. get me wrong. Like you've played in a couple of grand finals. You've won a grand final now. You're, hap you're happy to, to settle in and stay? Absolutely. I, I'm a loyal person. Like yeah. um, I don't see myself anywhere else bar, bar the pies. Yeah. Um, for how they've sort of adapted – to me, to be able to grow me as a human on and off the field has, has been great. And I'll, um, like I am with a lot of people, be forever in debt with just how thankful I am yeah. and grateful I am to be around those people. And I've had two different coaches. Some some of the boys have had um, three. But to have different coaches, different staff around you, different players, you're always learning, you're always growing. So um, it's only a chunk of your life, so you've got to get the most out of it. Yeah. What's, um, what does life after footy look like? Is that something that you think about often? Yeah. So I've had a few things sort of pop, pop up along the way. Um, like I joined Waterbility. Yeah. I, uh, I did some stuff with, um, Port Phillip Specialist School before yeah. COVID hit. Um, and now I, I sort of love the recruiting side, Okay. watching football, watching younger talent, um, and just see them, see what they can do to try to live out their childhood dream. Um, but I love watching football. Mm. Love watching school football, whatever football it is. I really am interested You're like in that. Footy nerd, like yeah. I'm a bit of a footy nerd yeah, and a footy yeah, nerd, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, some people wouldn't 
wouldn't really know that about me, but yeah, yeah I do love it. So I'm sort of heading down the recruiting path at yeah. the moment. Um, yeah, it's, it's early days. That's so cool to actually be conscious of that through your career because, mate, like, like probably both of us, we've seen a lot of guys struggle with the transition out of footy. Like, I, fuck, I've seen it all the time, and that's partly the reason why I want to go down the psychology route and have more conversations like this to help mates yeah. that, that we've played with. Um, but it's so cool that you're conscious of it and, mate, knowing what you don't want to do, it's just as important as figuring out what you want to do. So it's so cool that you're like trying different things yeah. and, and figuring it out. And yeah. you might get to the point where you're like, oh, actually, I've tried this. Like, recruiting might be it. And that and yeah. that still might be it. But you still might get to the point where it's like, actually, no, nah, I, I want to try it. something else. Yeah. I, I feel like trying as much as you can is, is the best thing. And then yeah. um, you have a lot of different options to sort of lean back on. But I was horrible at school. Like, um, I'm a bit hard on myself, but I, I really didn't enjoy school. I really? hated I really loved recess and lunch. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what you were it. good at. Yeah. But it's, it's quite funny, like public speaking in English, when you'd have to talk in front of the whole group, I would have to do it at recess, just one-on-one -on -one in front of the teacher. Really? Yeah? It would, um, yeah, you wouldn't get as, as good a marks, but I felt more comfortable doing that than yeah. talking in front of everyone. So to be able to come in now and talk to you about life and everything in general and to be able to speak to the media a lot better, I have I have come a long way, and um, yeah, just a lot of pr a lot of practice. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't great at school, so <laughs> for me to try figure out what I want to do was hard in itself. Yeah. But yeah, having a lot of options has been real helpful, and we have really good uh, welfare management welfare sort of crew at the club that are going really well it's so funny hey like because we were having this conversation before before jumping on air now about like how both of us like didn't like public speaking and didn't like that media aspect yeah. like when I first came to the Titans on the Gold Coast like I did not want to do any media like I full like I was like no nah, I get bloody such and such to do it like get them to do it I don't want to do it and now like having a podcast and for you being a leader in the side and, and you speak so well now yeah. like and that's just reps right 100%. We had uh, a lot of media training back in the day, but it, it didn't feel real. Yeah. So the only thing that you can do is just sit in front of a camera and talk to the media. Yeah. Um, just practice makes perfect, I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't want to use the term perfect. Fly doesn't really like using the term yeah. perfect as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We sorry, mate. That, but <laughs> sorry, mate. Yeah, I, I feel like I can get even better with public speaking and sure. talking on potties and talking in front of people, I feel like I am growing and getting better with all that. So it, it does come just with maturity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy opening up and talking a lot more than I used to. So um, it's sort of great to be involved in that. Yeah. Well, brother, I'm very grateful. Um, mate, I, think we're, I think we're pushing an hour. I think we're, we're flying brains behind the camera enough. just smiling. Mate, before we wrap things up, is, is there anything that you'd like to talk about or anything that you'd like to touch on before we finish up? Uh yeah how how like, how are you like how's your how like, I feel Thanks, like this, I feel like this uh this party's been about me yeah. but how's your like how's your mental side and mate, mental I'm health going I'm good yeah yeah mate I'm good thanks for asking brother right, yeah no I'm 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 in a good space at the moment like I I medically retired a couple yep. of years ago two years ago I had too many concussions um how many concussions did you actually oh, I don't know man I don't, I don't know. know like um I had a heat when I was younger. Um, yeah. playing Australian schoolboys, we did a, did a six week tour of France and England. Um, and I had a heap in that. I think I had probably like three or four in, in seven games. Um, but that was before it was like really, we were keeping yeah. record of it. I had a heap when I was playing NRL, 
had a few at the Titans and then my last year at the Parramatta Eels, um, that's when I had three big ones, probably yeah. a few little ones. Um, and then you have to go off and see like independent neurologists and go through all that. But um, oh, yeah, yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't know how many I've had probably. Like, there's a heap of diagnosed ones and the heap of ones that fly under the radar, as, as you guys would know. Like, um, so I went through that, mate. And to be honest, like, it was tough. Like, it's tough having that conversation. Yeah. Like, that, that was, I wanted to play into my 30s. I wanted to play yeah. state of origin. I wanted to play for Australia and, and, and didn't get to do that. Um, got like retired at 24. Hmm. But, mate, I, w- I wouldn't change yeah. anything at all. Like, like not at all. I, I, I think there was one time where I thought maybe I could go back, but I was like, the whole reason why I medically retired was so I'm good when I'm 40, 50, exactly. 60. And then I look at like what we're doing now yeah. in, in the Quarties, mental health. And then you were involved in waterability, which yeah, was amazing. Yeah, so. like I lo- and that's what I mean. Like I, I want to be in a space where we can make genuine impact. Exactly. You know, right. that's why I love waterability. And that's, and that's how um, we got connected, like the ability to make genuine impact with participants. Yeah. And then even in the mental health space, like I want to sit helping players like for me I wish I had someone who had played professional sport but then also had the background and yeah. foundation of psychology 100%. so that's why that's why I want to go down that path yeah. and that's why I want to have these conversations to learn from exactly guys like right. yourself so that's exactly. why it's not all about me well <laughs> I didn't think I was actually coming into this talk in this potty thinking I was going to open up about my OCD so I just want to say thank you very much for that that was that was uh that actually hit different and I feel Fucking unreal for talking. You feel about good. It. Yeah, I feel good. Man. Really? Yeah, literally. I feel really good, mate. So, so bloody grateful yeah. for you to jump on. And like I said, if you want to clip it out, we'll clip it out. Um, but I do think that the compounding effect that this conversation will have, it'll hit so many crew, bro. And 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 I'm and I'm so grateful. So thank you, brother. No, thank you. This was one of the best conversations I've had in a very long time. Right, mate. Lie. So thank you very much for having me on. Um, just to finish up, bro. So bloody proud of you. Thanks. So, so bloody proud of you, bro. Like I, I, we've obviously known each other for a little while now. And, and like I said, you're, you've got such a kind heart and you've yeah. got a lot of love for your friends, for your family, for your teammates and, and the wider community. And, and that stuff's infectious. Yeah. Like, like okay. every time that we go out on a day, every time that we catch up, like I said, like I get so much energy walking away from guys like yourself, guys like your mates, like yeah. Benny and, and that. And and that's why I love coming down to Melbourne. Like I've, yeah, I almost yeah. moved to Melbourne because because <laughs> of you boys, you know what I mean? So man, I, I appreciate you talking about it and I appreciate you coming on. So I've got a lot of love for you, brother. So thank you. Likewise, man. Thank you very much.